Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back and being ready, open, and hopefully excited to sit with SNET. I'm Hannah, and this week we're going to be sitting with Courage. Have you ever had this experience where you meet another woman and you're so inspired by her that maybe initially you're a little intimidated, like, well, she's so accomplished. Oh my gosh, she's so much better at me in XYZ. And then hopefully with time, you grow that muscle that you say to your, you know, that little voice inside your head, I don't need to feel threatened by this woman. Let's celebrate her. Let's celebrate me. And let's figure out how she was able to bring to life her strengths in a way that impacted others, including yourself, hopefully. This week, we're going to be sitting with Alex Abel Siegel, a dear friend of mine, mentor extraordinaire. She has worked from the likes of People Magazine to Style Watch. And over time, thank God, she grew more within her own Judaism, got married and moved to Moscow, Russia, now is a mama who is also creating major waves in the Jewish women world. So she created an incredible online magazine that's really made for every woman, because I believe that there is passion within every Jewish woman. It's a fire that cannot be burned out, and it's a gift that we have. I think that sometimes we forget how much life is really a blessing and how truly special it is to wake up every morning. It's truly a gift. So we need those women that help us remember those moments because let's face it, life has ebbs and flows. You're going to have highs and lows and you should always surround yourself with the right people, the right mentors, the right inspiration to help you get through those waves. And let's face it, we all need support, especially in Judaism. Judaism is meant to be a communal experience that you're constantly checking into. It's not a status. It's something that you have to continuously re-enter and evaluate and feel and be present with. And hey, we also need fun. We need a laugh. And we want to give those experiences, those we love, that they can have that with us. So that's a place that needs to be welcoming. It's a place that needs to be open and a place that ultimately allows you to slow down, check in with yourself and recognize that you are literally a gift. And that's what high on life is. So without further ado, let's sit and live high on life together. Alex, it is so amazing to have you here on Sit With Snit. I'm just happy to be like looking at you and just catching up with you and like it's been, I don't know the last time I saw you, but it just feels like a minute ago. So thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. It's really such an honor and I'm so excited to be on your podcast. For those of you who do not know the incredible Alex Abel Siegel, Alex just is a rock star and an amazing human being. And I'm so lucky to have been able to have her as a friend and also as a mentor in just, you know, the writing world and journalist world. And now getting to see her just show up in amazing ways. Um, Alex is actually zooming in from Moscow right now. It's what's the time difference between us? Eight hours, I believe. Wow. You are a rock star. She's yeah. also a young mama. So like kudos to you for doing this. I'm again, thank you. Um, 
Thank you. I, I think something that a lot of people are rethinking, especially now during a time of just the pandemic's already been a year. Like we're a year into this. There's definitely, I guess, maybe that lack of shock. And now it's like, okay, how am I going to actually make a sustainable situation out of myself, sustainable work situation, career with what's happening. And I just think what you've created with High on Life, which is an amazing, amazing publication, which I know you'll talk about, is the epitome of how to take just your you know, own experiences, own it, and find a way to kind of shine the light for other people to do so in the same way. So I think I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and what brought you to now just you know, creating your own publication and what kind of brought you to that experience. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think what you said about the pandemic, first of all, is really true. I, of course, it's a horrible thing that's going on. But I think for a lot of people, it's revealed a lot of good. And it's Mm -hmm. it's allowed them to create a lot of good in their own lives. And I definitely feel like this was one of those things, while at the same time, kind of aligning with other things in my life simultaneously. So I guess to backtrack, yeah, I, I always wanted to work in magazines for, it was always a dream of mine. And after college, I graduated with a degree in English and I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And I got really, I was going to say lucky, but I got really blessed, a really great practice situation. And I got a job at 17 magazine and I was able to work there in three different roles. Um, and I worked there for a few years and it was such a dream job and it was amazing. And I was, you know, right out of college, living in the city, young 20s. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And yeah, and then I had an amazing boss there and she really became and is a mentor to me. And she ended up moving over to People Style Watch after a little bit. And then at that point in my career, I was ready for the next step and I wasn't able to move up at 17. So I was able to get a job with her at People Style Watch. So I moved over there and I worked there for a couple of years as well. And then basically at the same time, I was slowly becoming more observant. So I'm trying to think, yeah, when I, after I graduated from college, I went to Israel on, um, a mayor trip mm-hmm. and I ended up staying whoever knows Jackie Angle Blazer knows <laughs> how amazing she is and she basically convinced me to stay and it was that's the perfect time rate. to stay that's success rate <laughs> yeah so I you know I just graduated I was my plan was to go home and look for a job so I was like I'm gonna stay and I stayed and did this J internship program so I learned at Neve the seminary in the morning and I did an internship in the afternoon and it was great and then when I got back that fall Jackie was starting Souls. So it was perfect timing, which is for those who don't know, Young Professional Women's Learning Group in New York, now in other cities too. Mm -hmm. So through that, I met amazing women and some of my best friends to this day. And we all kind of grew and learned together. And so over the years that I was working, I was also with these girls learning, meeting amazing people and growing in my Jewish journey. So basically by the time that I was at Style Watch, I was Shomer Shabbat, keeping kosher and I kind of was just at a point where the magazine industry was kind of going downhill the magazine I was working for I we basically knew it was actually going to fold so I knew I would probably have to start looking for a new job anyway and I was also just frustrated and kind of wanted to change my life I wanted to um 
just kind of push the learning to the next level. And I knew that I, in order to do that, I needed to go to Israel because learning once a week or twice a week in New York, like comparing that to learning all day in seminary, even for a couple months, you can't compare. You needed that immersive experience. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, two months in Israel, even just that is the equivalent of like a year, maybe, you know, if you divide the hours of learning you're doing. So I just decided to quit my job. It was definitely the most spontaneous I think that's thing I've ever met. done. I think that's when we met at the Shabbat at the Feinbergs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I quit my job. I went to Israel for a couple months that was the plan and then I just ended up meeting my husband there and he wasn't my husband then I met him we started dating came back to New York continued dating here got married went back to Israel together for a couple months and then moved to Russia I feel like this is very long (laughs) (laughs) but just to finish yeah so then I'm in Russia and I actually was working for I got a job when I was in Israel after I had gotten married. I was connected to somebody at Mishpacha magazine. And then I was able to work there and continue the job in Russia. So I worked remotely for a couple of years on their business magazine called 2.0. And yeah, so that was really great. And then right in January of last year, I had my baby and I went on maternity leave. And at the same time, the magazine was also kind of going on a hiatus so it kind of naturally was in a good place so I was on maternity leave the magazine job was on hold and then after a while I was ready to do something again and this is just something that's been on my mind honestly for years and I just was like this is the perfect time to start it no pressure don't put pressure on yourself just do little things and yeah so that's a long short version of the story basically but that's how it happened do you feel that not giving yourself like let's say because this was such an idea that has been instilled in you for so long by not adding that pressure of like okay this needs to happen by a certain date it allowed for it to happen maybe at the right time just because it it cultivated through just organic and the necessity for it probably arose even more so that it happened just naturally. Yeah, I feel like it really was. Looking back, I'm like, wow, I see how all of the things in my life align to leading to this point. But it's interesting because I I even tried to start it years back. I was like, I'm interviewing these women. Basically, to explain high on life, the goal is to have a website, a lifestyle website slash online magazine, maybe one day a print magazine for Jewish women. And my I'm, I've always been so inspired by Jewish women. I just feel like they're, I would not be where I am today without amazing mentors to help me get to where I am, both professionally, spiritually, and every aspect of life. So I feel like talking to them, hearing their stories, learning how they do things. And like, that's how we learn, you know, and that's yeah. how we get our own strength so I just wanted to be able to I'm fast this is why I wanted to be a journalist because you can always learn and you're always interviewing people so I really wanted to apply that passion to the Jewish world and be able to you know for myself it's amazing and it really creates more of a high on life life for myself because I'm so inspired by these women and then to be able to share their stories with others and maybe show them things that are possible as an observant Jew or just as a Jewish woman in general is really such a passion for me so 
one thing I do want to say is that in terms of the timing, I tried to start it and I was just, I guess, too much going on in my life and I didn't do it. And I remember being so hard on myself because I was just beating myself up. I was like, why can't you do this? You've been wanting to do this. Like, just do it. All these people have side hustles, all these people, this, all these people, that. But then I would always get scared because I would be like, no one's going to like it or people are going to make fun of me or like just all of these fears. And I actually heard recently my rabbi from Chabad, where I'm just school Binghamton, sent out a video and it was this tightrope muscle and it changed my life. Basically, he was ta- his brother was talking about, he asked this guy, it's, it's a muscle, you know, so there's a tightrope walker and he said, how do you do the tightrope basically? And he was like, the secret is you just keep your eye on the destination. He said, I don't look, he's like, if you look down, you're going to fall. If you look to either side, you're going to fall. You can't do those things. You just have to stay focused on your goal. And I was like, whoa, that was exactly what I was doing. I would only be looking down and I would just start doing things and I'd be like, it's too much. I'm not going to be able to do it or I'm not good enough or all of these fears. And I would stop. Or I would look around and be like, well, this person's doing this or this person's doing that or she already has a million followers or this. And I would just get discouraged because I would be comparing myself to everyone else and I would stop. And I just kind of was like, Alex, if you, I really believe that each Jewish woman has her unique fingerprint that she can give to the world. And so if you believe that, you also fall into that category. And also you love this. (laughs) Just do it for you. Literally you're lighting up as you're talking about it. (laughs) That's the type of thing you have to chase. Totally. And I think that was, that's actually another thing I want to talk about is, you know, it was this nagging feeling in my gut Mm. always. And I was like, it's not going to go away. You've been feeling this way for years. Like you just have to do something. And I really believe those moments is really Hashem speaking to us. You know, like if you're being led to do something, I feel like Hashem is kind of steering you in that direction. And I really felt that. And so I I was like, you're not going to be happy until you just try And so to your point about the timeline, I was like, make it, it's a zero pressure situation. You just have to do one step. You just have to keep moving forward. It doesn't matter how fast, it doesn't matter when, just, you know, just, just do the steps to move forward. And that's really what I credit to actually making it happen. It's amazing. And I think that, you know, that gut feeling, I've been recently feeling this myself. Like, I think that especially people who go through a journey that you and I have and, we, you know, clearly uplift our lives and change our patterns and we start subscribing to kind of a new way of life. Um, There's a reason why we've experienced different experiences. There's a reason that you started at 17 Magazine. There's a reason that you were at, you know, all the experiences you had. It was to gain the perspective, the skill set so that you could create this idea and bring it to fruition. And exactly like you're the only person who could have that fingerprint to be the one to, you know, navigate and figure out the stories that need to be told and like have a pulse on what would actually, I think, bring Jewish women together, importantly, regardless of observance level, which I think is so beautiful and oftentimes is a divide within the Jewish world, but also just be proud of who we are. There's so many things that we're trying to chase. And I think the media um, you know, is to blame for that. They're making us chase these unrealistic expectations for our life where we already have this, you know, birthright. Let's own up to it and let's like bring light to it and also inspire others to do the same. It doesn't have to be the same story. It shouldn't be. Everyone's different, but to own your own story. And without that pressure, I mean, this podcast happened that way. It just literally was like, oh, maybe I'll do that. Okay. There's like a Spotify for 
like podcast now. Okay. That sounds kind of interesting. Like it wasn't this thing where I was like, oh my gosh, I, I need to construct it. And that's even how like bless up, dress up, you know, formally like sit with snits, um, former brand, whatever you want to call it, the evolution. That's how it started. Also, it was just kind of that need and like needing to like fill that void that was inside of me through something bigger than myself. Totally. Yeah. And I definitely looked up to you with doing that too. Yeah. You've been doing it and it's great and very inspiring. And I feel like you can just tell it's very true to who you are. And I think that's, yeah, what's important. So I'm really with you on that. How has the experience been like thus far, just connecting with women and um, just hearing their stories and bringing it to life? What has been, you know, the reaction of people, like what, what's been kind of the, the conversation surrounding high on life so far? Um, thank God I've gotten really great feedback. And I remember when I started, I was like, it's not about the feedback. It doesn't matter. You know, if one person reads it and you know, that's fine. And I just feel like anyone who says anything about it, I'm just like, wow, I'm just so grateful for all of the positive feedback. Cause it really does give me so much kizuk, you know, to hear mm-hmm. that yes, you can push forward and do these things on your own. But when you receive that feedback, of course, it makes you feel like you're, you know, doing something great and you want to continue doing it. Um, Yeah. And I just, that's really just what I, I use to keep moving forward. But I feel like at the same time, I'm also just learning so much. Like, from every person um, and I'm getting newly inspired. Like we were talking about with me, like it adds so much to my life and that's just what I want people to feel like because sometimes living a Jewish life, it does, you kind of just get stuck in the routine. Mm-hmm. And so you need to do things to re-inject the passion and excitement for it. So I have an interview coming up, for example, with a woman, her name is Rivka Siegel. She wrote a book about the Hillim, living awesome. to Hillim. And I, I never connected I was like I always felt guilty because I was like I don't really connect to him what am I supposed to feel and just like you know talking to her I had a renewed I was like oh my gosh to him amazing I can't wait to say it like I want to get into it and so so special. things like that yeah where it just just invigorates life it's just wow I can always be learning and be sharing that and then and just hopefully have it as a resource if someone is struggling with Salem they could be like oh here's an article about it that's really yeah the the goal with everything but I feel like yeah most importantly is just um finding purpose and meaning and I'm grateful to have the time and you know like we touched on with Russia to Russia has been challenging but I think, I don't think, I don't know if I would be doing this if it wasn't for me being here either, so. Can you talk more about that? Are you open to that? Like, how has this experience, I mean, I don't know if we ever, like, you know, expect how our life does twist and turns and how Hashem, like, wants us to show up, but how is the experience living abroad, period, and then top it off with, like, living abroad in Russia, um, like, how has that kind of played its role in, like, the inception of this um of this project (laughs) I mean I feel like that's like a whole other conversation but how has that brought Uh, a perspective yeah I mean yeah moving to Moscow (laughs) it was a lot of changes at once I think first of all getting married and I moved basically 
a few months after to Russia, after I got married. And it was just a lot of change at the same time. And people say, you know, you want to be in the stretch zone. I was just listening to something say, but you don't want to be in the stress zone. And I just look back and I think I was in the stress zone. Like it was just so, it was just a really difficult time. I think I was just adjusting to, because if you could picture this, like I was working in the city, I had my own job, I lived by myself in my own apartment, and I was a self-sufficient young woman. And <laughs> then now all of a sudden, I'm in a foreign country. It's not like other places in Europe. Not a lot of people speak English. I couldn't even get anywhere basically by myself at first. I had to call my husband for everything to talk to people for me. It was just scary like it was just it was it was scary and it was kind of a, a whole identity shift because mm. you know I also had to find myself I was a working woman and, and I think that was a big part of my identity and I mm. also just felt it was really hard for me to have that taken away and this was pre-pandemic so I would just look on Instagram and see everyone living their best life and I would just feel so bad at myself and I'd be like oh my gosh what am I doing like it was just it was it was and I had a new job at the time it was just a lot of things um and I was working from home at a time when not everyone was working from home and it was just you were you were living it before us (laughs) yeah but now I mean I mean another silver lining of the pandemic is kind of more is online and I'm able to you know connect with more people and there's less FOMO but that's a separate thing but I think the evolution and the journey of that just it always does you know it always leads you to a better place and I think just having to grow here to push myself to kind of like find my own again in a foreign Mm. place um helped probably give me the confidence to do this um yeah I just think yeah so that's I could go into Moscow a million times but Mm -hmm. I feel like that that's a good way to sum it up um wait what was the second part of the question well just I I guess like how I mean you kind of answered it but like you were saying how you've had this desire so many different times in your life but like I think it was purposeful that it had to be after you experienced this whole shift in your life that it had to come right like that I think when you get to a place where it's not just like oh maybe I'll get there but like you're craving it so much like I need this like I need this to like me again right right Um, I felt that too like with starting this podcast I was working for a nonprofit very near and dear to my heart and um you know like moving back to Miami not working for them anymore I was so attached like my identity was attached to that you know nonprofit to working in New York and I was so just I grasped that identity so hard that I forgot that like those were aspects of me but they weren't all of me and Hashem and life just keeps showing you like remember what's actually essential to you, right? And I think for you, it's this creative energy that you have. You have this ability to see people and see their stories and see like, wow, someone who is struggling with perhaps like connecting to Tehillim or knowing how to daven with Tehillim. It's, you know, these are old, you know, like, you know, poetry, so to speak, but there's a divinity in it. There's a way to connect to it in the now. So finding the right person that may not be you, right? Because we don't know everything, but having that, you know, clarity and insight to say, well, let me go find the, the expert in this and they can share their experience so that hopefully other people can connect to it is huge. So I think 
I don't even know where that tangent was going. It was just like spilling <laughs> out of me. That happens. So yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, in terms of the Moscow thing, like for example, just, I don't, I feel like if I was in New York, I mean, I don't know where I would be post baby, but I, I definitely feel like I would still want to be working mm-hmm. in some similar field or capacity. And I feel like being ripped away from that in a sense in Russia, like I, I, I just, especially when my job with Mishpacha ended, I was like, okay, like I could try and get another job right now, but thank God I'm like, okay, we're here. My husband's working here. It's for his job. That's why we're here. I didn't even say that part. His family's Russian. So that's why we're here. But um, yeah, I was like, okay, this is kind of a special time. Like I am here and I do have time now. And I feel like motherhood is so amazing, but I needed an additional outlet. And it makes me such a, which is also a whole other conversation, but it, it just makes me such a better mom and wife, like you're talking about, to have that passion to light up about something and to then bring that energy into the other aspects of your life. So I feel like if I wasn't in Russia, maybe I would feel you know, more pressure to go back to the working world right away or to get a different job right away or something like that versus being like, okay, like I'm kind of here right now. It's, it's not, you know, I'm not going out and getting another job right away. And so let me make, try and make even the time. And I'm also someone who I'm like, I need to kind of be doing something. So I was like, let me use this time and do something productive that makes me feel so great. Yeah, so, you're, you're enabling other people to share what they're doing or inspire others that like, well, if someone else is doing it, why can't I? Like, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I because when I was reading through High on Life, I was just like, look at the incredible thing that women are doing. And it is a risk. It is a risk. It's out of your comfort zone. Um, you really don't know. Like, I know you just also interviewed my friends at The Reflective. And I remember talking with yeah. Alex about starting that and especially at a younger age, just the risk of like, okay, I'm about to invest all my time in something that I really have no idea how it's going to spiral in the evolution of just creating something from nothing and taking that risk. It's a huge leap of faith, but I think it brings you closer to Hashem with your Muna. And also you kind of just own like your process, right? Like you own what your strengths are. You look for areas that you might need like help in developing and you try to find the right people to connect with and collaborate with. And then eventually you just have this like moving machine that's just inspiring other people just for the sake of what it's doing. And it's amazing. And I just, I like want to commend you because it's, it's not easy. And regardless of any, you know, wherever we are, pandemic, no pandemic, Russia, New York, it's not easy to start something from its except, you know, inception and have like, it be clear and something that resonates with other people. So I just, I want to like commend you on that because you've created a space where people can come and show up as they are. And in turn, I think it inspires so many people. So it's just awesome to see. And like knowing you Thank now you through so, so many phases, I just like, it's I, I literally seeing you light up as you guys can't see Alex. Mm-hmm. She like literally is lighting up as she's speaking about this. And that's really my biggest wish for people who are listening to that. Like maybe there's that idea that's been sitting in your mind or something that you just know you gravitate towards. Like life's so short to be miserable and to not take that risk and trust yourself like obviously consult the right people but like if you know you're meant to do something like why like why wait you know I think that's something I learned from this time also is we're really not in control (laughs) we are not true I was just listening to Charlie Harari today actually and his podcast Unlocking Greatness is also you know fire 
So, um, but he was saying with the snowstorm, he was just like in New York, I guess. They were like, yeah, it's just another sign that Hashem is in control. But what I wanted to say about what you're saying is I feel like I have been so inspired by all of the amazing people starting their things, like what you're doing, they're reflective. My friend Jenna, who's a modern Jewish girl, she also has a podcast and I interviewed yes. her about her book and it had me thinking, I was like, wow, all these people are doing these things. And I feel like it's so cool to see people kind of in your cohort you know we all kind of we happen to all be Balchuvas you don't have to be a Balchuva but I just feel like seeing my like friends and people in your you know that you've kind of grown with it's like a growing up period together and I feel like these people everyone around us like a lot of people are using their talents and their strengths to create something for the Jewish world and I really was just thinking about that I was like that's so cool to see and so inspiring to see them and instead of you know, like with my tightrope muscle, instead of just looking around and be like, oh, she's doing that and she's doing that. It's like, wow, look, she's doing this awesome thing. Like, that's so great. And using it as inspiration and to be excited. And like you said, with interviewing your reflective and Liza and being able to work with them and to help each other and to just, because we're all just doing the same goal and we're all just trying to, you know, contribute in the best way and, you know, bring a meaning into our lives. And I like threw a passion and I just feel like I've been, I thought, I just think it's really cool that it's like now all of these people that have become more connected to Judaism are using their talents and skills to bring something unique and new to the Jewish world. I love that distinction. I think it's amazing because again, with that tightrope muscle, you can see like other people doing things as quote unquote competition. I don't even want to go there, but it might make you feel like, oh my gosh, I have to accelerate. Whereas re- in reality, it just makes you appreciate what's happening surrounding you. And <clears throat> excuse me, my my grandmother always said like, if you want to like, if someone wants to know you, see the people that you surround yourself with. And then I just look around me and I see all these incredible things that are coming out from people's passions and their talents and sometimes fusing things that they did before they were like more spiritually connected and finding a way that fits with them for like right now, kind of like with what you're doing. And it's just, it's so inspiring. And I think that it's, it's really just true for anyone. And it's, it's even more amazing. I was just speaking to a woman today. I'm helping her with her social media presence and she got divorced and her father was a jeweler and she just started her own jewelry line. And you can also hear the passion in her voice. And, you know, it's like sometimes people joke about that midlife crisis. And I'm like, no, that's such a beautiful, invigorating moment where people are like, oh, my gosh, I still have time. Yeah, you do. Like every day is like a sense of renewal. So go make that jewelry line, like go start that publication, join that podcast. Like my friend just started doing like sailing lessons and he was just like, this is so exciting. Like people used to like make fun, like you have to start sailing when you're young, like I'm 30 and I'm sailing, like, good for you. Like go sail. And I just think that it's, it's important. It makes us more whole. And I think we support each other better that way. Yeah. It's also funny because I'm sure some people would hear, oh, you're 30. Like you're really young, like, you know, like in that sense. So I I just, I totally agree with you. I entered, I have another interview coming with someone who she became observant at 37, got married uh, a couple years after that, had had one baby at 40, another at 46, wrote her first book at 58. Wow. Wow. Riggler. She's amazing. I, I had to say her name because oh my gosh, if you have not read anything by her, you need to. So I literally sent her books to my friends because I'm like so unbelievably what's, inspired what's by them. Um, 
I mean, it's a tie between Holy Woman and uh, Lovely Amuna with chick- Chicken Soup with Amuna. Yeah, Amuna with Love and Chicken Soup. Bookshelf. I'm blanking on the exact title. Both extremely life changing books, but the if you is. haven't read them, yeah, about Heidi Machlis and then another woman, um, Hi, Sarah Kramer, I believe her name is, and they're page turners and they're unbelievable. And I just feel like you see, you just, first of all, in the books, you just see these women who are constantly growing and constantly working on their on themselves, no matter what. And then with Dario Clavidrigler herself, like you see how she, she spent 15 years of her life in an ashram, 15 years, like that's a really long time. And she has a thriving speaking, writing, all this career. There's an, and it's never too late. Dr. Edith Eva Eager, yes. who wrote The Choice. She literally became a therapist at like, 50 something crazy in terms of that I just feel like it's definitely never too late and I do want to say one thing about that of like this is really the main thing I feel like that helped me do this was that you just have to do one step I was like so overwhelmed I was like how do you start something I don't know anything about the web part or the this part yeah I was like social media okay the website I was like okay I can interview people but like how do I uh there's just so much to do and it was still roaming and I feel like that's another part of like the looking down muscle because Mm then fuck too much so you don't do anything but just be like wait I just have to do one thing so I reached out to one friend stop you stop yeah exactly (laughs) yeah both I was like okay one interview that's it and then literally from each single single step like so small it they they add up they really add up and they, I, do they don't up. seem like they will but they do so it's really cool to see the whole picture coming together well yeah. Alex, I this was this was so special I'm really excited to see um the rest of the interviews come to life and I'm excited for everyone to hear this episode and for everyone to connect with high on life whether it's on instagram or on the website you guys can get all the information on the sit with snit instagram um but before you go i always like to ask my guests to make space it's like you know quote unquote it's a safe space but like not in a cringy way um to just sit with something it could be something that came up in this episode that made you think of something or just something that's in your life like you you have the floor just to make space to like share it whatever you're comfortable with um, so Alex, like, what are you sitting with right now? Um, yeah, great question. I, so the main thing I think is I still, you know, we're constantly trying to break some of the, I don't know, some of the, I don't know what, what is the word, like thing, it's not things, but just um, mentalities, like the mindsets that we've been trained to live with. And I feel like for me, one of those was like, you just have to constantly be doing something. And if you're not doing something, you're a failure. So I feel like if I just feel like, okay, I need to do this. And how am I being productive today? Even if it's stuff around the house, like, I'm just like, okay, did I put the laundry in? Did I do this? Is this happening? Like, and I just feel like one of the things I'm sitting with is not feeling guilty for doing the quote unquote self-care things, which I know is a word that's used so much, but it really is like, like exercise, taking the time. I was like, I really want to exercise and not being like, oh, I'm just taking time for myself and not being productive and all of the, you know, kind of getting off the hamster wheel of, you know, a corporate life in Manhattan being like, you just need to be always working. And 
being like the and because ultimately I took a step back and I was like what do you want you don't want that to be your life and I think everyone's kind of realizing that it's like we want to live whole lives and you know have time to talk with friends and connect with people and do these other things that people don't see externally and you learn Torah and just all of these things that make life so amazing and meaningful and also contribute to a healthy life so you know spend time with loved ones when you can all of those things so I think it's just kind of like when I take time for myself whether it's just you know exercise reading a book like anything that's quote-unquote not productive just not feeling guilty about it and just being like wow okay so beautiful Alex you're really giving to yourself yeah. right now and just really being kind that's really my so much like kind one of my main focuses <laughs> no no judgment realizing that like those moments help you show up later to be like the most you I hate the like you know connotation that like product of productivity and it just I mean I moved back to Miami and it's definitely more mellow here than in New York and I I find myself just like walking for the sake of walking like I used to be the person that people would be like pushing on the subway like can you move faster and I'm like I'm just moving like you know so oh, yeah I, and now like when I'm walking like Miami's just beautiful so I just take pictures of things like I actually stop and I like acknowledge that there's a palm tree that's just like really pretty and I take a picture of it and that's like my little moment to just recognize that like let's be present and like not be so caught up in that that like rhythm that we like we think we need to be a part of I think it's like time that we divorce that story because it doesn't do well for anyone it doesn't I don't know why it's just so hard not for everyone maybe but to really internalize it and live it versus Charlie Harari also was saying that today he was like it's one thing to know something intellectually okay but you don't want your doctor to just know how to do things intellectually you want them to live (laughs) with it and I was like yeah so yeah we want to like live these things that we all talk about so that's yeah time to walk the walk and you're ready you're already halfway there because you're doing it with your passion so I wish you just a lot of love no judgment and just enjoy those moments because they're going to revitalize you and keep the engine running for high on life thank you so much and thank you so much for having me this was amazing and yeah I'm just so excited I feel like you're made to do this thank you so that way too I always said you have a beautiful voice I loved listening to all your voice notes that you share with people (laughs) so I feel like it's calling I think everyone's gonna like this because like I think our voices both are mellow and I just people are gonna enjoy it I feel it I hope so (laughs) thank you so much again Thank you guys for sitting with SNIT and we'll be back soon.